Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. And I want to preach to you for a few minutes about the most valuable prize of all. The most valuable prize of all. And I want to draw your attention to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Did you know that the Bible talks about prizes? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 says this, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. Now, two or three times I'm going to go to the Bible in basic English because that's a little bit more of our English language. And the Bible in basic English says, Do you not see that in running competition all take part, but only one gets the reward? So let your minds be fixed on the reward. And I want you to keep that in mind because it's a little bit different than these rewards. <clears throat> now, where uh, in, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, it says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You have been called to higher things. You have. You have. Now, the, what I like to do is, I, you know, I think I'm a halfway intelligent person. And I think I think I know what words means. But sometimes when I go look them up in the dictionary, it means something totally different than what I thought. The word prize in the dictionary means reward for victory as in a contest or competition. But it also is an adjective. The word prize is an adjective. In the fact, it means worthy of a prize. Worthy of a prize. Uh, the Bible in basic English in Philippians chapter 3, verse 14 says, I go forward to the mark, even the reward of the high, high purpose of God in Christ Jesus. Now hang with me for a little bit, because I'm going to bring it all together, I promise. So what's the high calling of God for you today, for you? And I really wish I could go person by person, row by row, and look you in the eye and let you know, you. Because this word is for you. See, we've prayed about it. We've given these ladies and gentlemen have worked their hearts out to get all this prepared. Uh, one lady, uh, uh, Beth Plummer, this, this is her passion. She, she wanted 500 people in the church. She wants 100 people saved. And I come in agreement with her. And we all come in agreement with her. And I told her this morning at 9 o'clock service, I told her I had to repent. I was pulling out my driveway this morning, and, and I had been thinking up to this point. I'm thinking, Lord, Lord, do this for Beth, because she, she's passionate about it, and she wants it. Do it for Beth. And I got convicted. Because, see, we're not doing this for Beth Plummer. We're not doing this for Pastor Mike Smith. We're not doing it for Church of the Living God. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for you because you need to know that Jesus Christ has made the difference. Now, how many of you all just saw the water go down? It's okay. It'll be all right. It'll dry. It's for you. It's for you. You have been called to higher things. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as men, some men count slackness, but he's long-suffering toward us. If you think God has given up on you, you are mistaken. Ah, oh, glory to God. 
I said, if you feel like God has given up on you, you are mistaken. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all, say all, all come to repentance. And are you ready for this? The Bible in basic English for that says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his word as, some, as he seems to some, but he's waiting in mercy for you. Not desiring the destruction of any, but that all may be turned from their evil ways. Why did God send this disease and this destruction? Let me tell you something. And Pastor Hall says this all the time. If it's not good, it's not God. God does not give people cancer. God does not give people disease. Okay? Leora, the young lady that stood up here, how old is she? About seven? Seven? Eight? Eight? Eight years old. That young lady, and I'm not, I'm not lying, she was dying from cancer. Am I right? I'm pointing to him because that's the father. She was dying from cancer. 75% of her bone marrow, 75% of her bone marrow was cancer. But look what God did. Look what God did. And the Bible says he's no respecter of persons. If he loves Leora, he loves you. He loves you. Now, I want to show you a couple of passages of Scripture where we're talking about the most valuable prize of all. And can I tell you, I'm going to tell you right now what your high calling is. You believe that? I'm going to tell you what your high calling is. Your high calling is to give your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now there's going to be a couple of times I'm going to do this. I want to apologize to you. Because the church has made it so hard in being religious for you to give your life to Jesus. And we're here to change that today. Because the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe it in your heart, you'll be saved. That's all there is to it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't believe. I don't have faith. Let me, let me give you two really simple examples that you have faith. First of all, the Bible says there's measured unto every man a measure of faith. Okay, Here's how I know you have faith, and I may never have met you before. Have you ever turned your water faucet on before? How many of you turned your water faucet on? Come on, lift your hand. Okay. Do you know it takes faith to do that? Oh, what is that? Yes, you've been taught that if you turn that water faucet on, what's going to come out? Water. You put your faith in knowing that that lever is going to change it, so you turn it and water comes out. That's how you know you have faith. You ever put your key in the ignition and start the car? Let me, let, me, let me tell you, I've been in cars I've owned before. It's taken me a lot of faith to turn that key. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Amen. You know, when my wife and I, first, we, we first got married, I owned a Sunbird, and she owned a Duster, okay? She owned a, a it was a light blue powder, powder, wasn't it? Powder blue Duster? I, she was riding in style. I'm not kidding. 
So I worked in Lexington, and she felt so sorry for me. I got to take her car to Lexington, and we didn't have a washer and dryer when we first got married. So she had to go to the laundromat, and it's on Bloomfield where it was at the time. Well, she told me when I got home one night, she said, I turned right to go to the laundromat, and the driver's side door went that way. <laughs> but she made it. She made it. But we've been taught that if you turn the key, it's going to start the car. That's faith. Faith is so simple, and the church has made it so hard. And we're not talking about religion, folks. We're talking about a relationship. It's okay. We're used to that. Don't worry about it. We're used to that. Because, see, babies have been prophesied in this house. Go ahead. You can give the Lord a hand for that. Listen, there have been over 30, I believe it's about 30 babies whose parents were told they couldn't have babies that are running the aisles of this church on practice night. God is faithful. God is faithful. But let me take you to a couple of uh, passages of Scripture. Now remember, prize means, okay, I'm talking about the most valuable prize of all. Prize means anything worth striving for or much value. In, in Luke chapter 15, beginning at verse 11, I'm going to read it fast because there's several to read. And he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. The father gave the son his inheritance, but he also gave it to the other son. We'll go on. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. The original word for the word riotous is no moral restraint. And how many knows that describes today? Verse 14, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. He got the inheritance from his father. He knew best on what to do with his inheritance from his father. What did he do? He moved away from the family into another country. And what did he do? He wasted it all. And when he had spent it all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him, the citizen sent the man, the young man who got the inheritance, into his fields to feed pigs. He had an inheritance. He spent it all. And now he's feeding pigs. But that's not the worst part. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. The man got so desperate he would have eaten. What do pigs eat? Slop. Go ahead, say it. Slop. The man was willing to eat slop. He was that hungry. Let me go a little bit further. And when he came to himself... He said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough, to eat, uh, bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will rise and go to my father and say unto my father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Remember, the word prize means much value. Verse 20, and he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. 
Verse 21, And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in, this, in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But, look at somebody say, but. Okay, look at the other side and say, but. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us uh, eat and be merry. The word there, merry, merry means to celebrate. We're here to celebrate today. Amen? Verse 24. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. They were full of joy. He was willing to eat slop that the pigs ate. Let me go one more verse. Passages of Scripture. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, Matthew chapter 24, verse 20. Matthew 14, verse 26, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. Now, these guys, these disciples were in a boat. They were trying to get from one place to the other. It was all boisterous and all this stuff, and all of a sudden, they look out there. They see something, and they got scared. They, I mean, these are fishermen, you know, guns and all this stuff, but they were scared. It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is thy, be not afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come, un come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked onto the water and go to Jesus. But when, the wind, when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to seek a sink. He cried, saying, Lord, Save me. I'm talking about the most valuable prize of all. Peter was safe. He called him Lord. The most valuable prize of all was in verse 31 when it says, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, where didst thou doubt? And when they were come up into the ship, the wind ceased. Peter gained the most valuable prize of all his life in taking the hand of Jesus. I want to remind you one more time. The word prize means anything worth striving for, something that's valuable. And I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, I believe. He said that there are people in this sanctuary that you have been told time and time and time again that you're not worth anything. You're not going to amount to anything. I don't even know why you live. As a matter of fact, some of you have been told by your mom and or dad that you were a mistake. And I'm here to tell you, God don't make mistakes. The Bible says that children are a heritage of the Lord. And we're here to break that today. We're here to break that today. Not only are there people here that don't think very much of themselves because of what they've been told, there's people like Peter. You've been so overwhelmed with life. You've gone through so many things. And you feel like you're sinking for the last time. Now, the home folks will excuse me while I tell you this little story. <clears throat> I've been saved for that many years. 
But I wasn't born into a Christian family. As a matter of fact, I never met my biological father. One time when I was two years old, I was at my aunt's house, who was his sister, and there was a picture on the table, and I, all I said was, that, look, that looks familiar. But I never met my biological father. I was raised by my mom. And evidently, my mom wasn't the debutante that you see coming down the stairs. Evidently, my mom fooled around. Because, you see, I have three older brothers and a sister and one younger sister. And, and watch me just a minute, would you? There's five of us, okay? There's the three older ones. There's me and my sister. These three belong to one man. I belong to another man. And she belonged to yet another man. Are you saying that to shame your mom? No, no, not at all. Because can I tell you that a few weeks before my mom passed, she had a tube down her throat in the hospital. And I asked, I asked the Lord for a way to where I could leader in the sinner's prayer. Unbeknownst to me, my wife was praying the same thing. And I got to the hospital and my sister was there and her daughters were there and I thought, Lord, how am I going to do this? Well, you know, my sister had, a, had to have a smoke break. So my, my sister went out to smoke a cigarette and her daughters, whoever else was there, and with a tube down her throat, I said, Mom, I want to lead you in a sinner's prayer. And she repeated it. And I don't care if anybody else believes it. I know my, my mom gave her life to Jesus. I know she did. But I want to tell you that when you see pastors and preachers up here and we're preaching and the anointing comes, you think everything. No, it's not been that easy. Because, you see, when my mom was married to this man and they were going through a divorce, she got pregnant with me. That's the reason I'm a smith. I'm not really a smith. I'll tell you sometime who I really am as far as the last name. But my point is this. According to the statistics of the world, I should be an alcoholic homosexual. I want you to know I'm neither one. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus and saved. And I thank God for that. I got a call one day. My wife and I had gone somewhere, and we, we, we come home, and, and uh, for you younger folk, I had a, a voicemail on my home phone on a cassette, just so you'll know. The phone was on the wall. There's a little bitty cassette in there, and when you called, they put, the, they put your voicemail there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Thank you. And it was a girl. It was a lady saying, you know, we're looking for a Mike Smith for a a possible relative. And I, I kid with people. I say, you know, my wife and I we, I, we walked into Cracker Barrel. I walked in with two brothers and sisters, and I walked out with ten. Because these ladies were half-sisters that my biological father fathered. And I had no idea about. 
And the reason I'm telling you this story is you are valuable to God. And can I tell you, let me finish it first. So we go into Cracker Barrel. There's one sister here, there's a sister here, and there's a sister here. There's my wife and there's me. And there's my aunt, who was my biological father's brother. I knew, him, I knew her, okay? Okay. This sister was a lesbian, and this one used to be a stripper. But God calls a preacher out of the family. Hallelujah. He knows what he's doing. And so we're talking, and, and I, you know, it's fine. I'm, it's fine. You know, evidently, my dad was a player, you know? And what's really interesting, my, my, my biological dad's name is William, which the nickname is Billy, right? Well, he names his daughters Billy Sue, Billy Bob, and Billy Joe. It's Kentucky, Pastor said. So we're talking, and they're saying, well, no, there's another sister. There's another sister. I say, you must be talking about my sister, Selena. So what do I do? I get on the phone at Cracker Barrel, sitting at the Cracker Barrel, and I'm saying, Mom, they're talking about another sister. They're talking about Selena. Selena, who I knew, her, her, uh, uh, her daughter is here tonight, today, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And they're talking about Selena, right? And there was silence on the phone. And my mom said, no, there's another one. Megan, I had a full sister I've never met and never knew I had other than my, sister, my other sister telling me about it. And can I tell you, in my mind's thinking, I have every right to be angry at my mom and to hate my biological father. Because you see, I have, Angie and I have two sons that are men of God that are in service for the king. And every so often we will have done something as a family. And I'll remember, I didn't get to do this with my dad. And I had every right to be angry, according to the world. You may have every right to be angry and to hate. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ will take that anger and that hate, and he will replace it with love. You're standing here looking at evidence of that. Amen. Praise God. The most valuable prize of all is you. Stand with me, would you please? And if everybody will bow your heads and close your eyes for just a minute. And I understand, I understand mama's having to take babies out. I understand that. But if you don't have to do that, would you, would you just remain for just a moment, please? The most valuable prize of all. Thank you for listening today to the Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.